Welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the playground brand we were forced to create in order to corral our founders' nonsensical ideas and general tomfoolery. From the founders of, but not generally endorsed by, Emmy Collective. From this podcast, you can expect off-the-cuff banter on feminism, funny business, and, well, not-so-funny business. Join us out of curiosity, stay for the hot takes and dad jokes. Hello and welcome. Just us here today. Pretty Funny Business, the podcast featuring only us. I'm Lauren Aquilino. I'm Sydney Mulligan. Today, um, we're going to talk about things that you should not hire us for. Things that we are not particularly skilled at. Do you know why we started this i don't remember i don't uh, well, even think that thing that we were talking about is on my list of things oh no i think we it started because of my poor graphic design abilities oh really don't don't, don't hire sydney for that don't hire although me. it should be known i think the things that i shouldn't be hired for are you know it's going to be obvious that you should not also hire emmy to do those things but in general, this applies to Sydney and myself in particular. We do not speak on behalf of the whole collective. No, so of members, many highly skilled people with all kinds of specialties. This is just what you should not hire me specifically for. Same. So, you know what? I can start. Great. Um, because I think I've got a list a little bit longer than yours. Okay. You know what? I actually think that's true in general. <laughs> Sydney <laughs> is more capable than I am. She's more that's confident true. than I am. She finds a way to get things done. We have this thing as everything is figure outable. I absolutely believe that, but I do believe that everything is figure outable for me because everything is um delegatable. <laughs> I will figure it out by finding the person I need to talk to. And to get they this will thing figure it out. <laughs> and yes. Sometimes that's me. You know, yeah. And I think like I have some super special anxieties and some, I'm very physically uncoordinated. Like those are the things that. Unfortunately, um, so am I. So definitely don't hire us for um, moving heavy furniture or gymnastics ooh. routines or. <laughs> Anything that requires a great deal of gross or fine motor skill. <laughs> oh, man. I did not put drawing on my list, but do not hire me for drawing. Like, I'm so bad at it. Oh, Why really? can I both? I don't know. Both you drew a picture of to- a toilet recently for Pippa. I thought it looked like a toilet. It was. So for the listeners who are not <laughs> part of Emmy Collective, which may be one or two or three of you, I... Uh, my daughter, Pippa, loves, she's four, drawing challenges, but I have to draw whatever she wants me to draw. She's very demanding. And so she wanted me to draw a toilet, but she does let me watch YouTube, like how to draw a toilet. Like that's how I drew that toilet. Like step one, make this line. Step well, two, you're good at following line. instructions. So that's... You know what? Hire me to do the integration. specific instructions that someone else has written and execute against that. I will follow them. I am so good so good at building furniture like putting things so good at it interesting that's not do no, not that's hire something... my husband for that yeah do my not. husband is so good at that and i don't 
if I feel like I'm bad at that because I've been enabled to not have to do it because he mm. is so good at it and just does it. And he kind of enjoys it, I think. I like to tell myself that he enjoys it since I've made him build probably five different Ikea dressers in our almost eight-year marriage. So I hope that he's okay with that. Uh, I haven't built a piece of furniture in a very long time. And opening the box and seeing all the pieces is like instant overwhelm for me. Mm. Hard time knowing... You know, it's like a puzzle. Organizing I like all it. the pieces. Yeah. The the thing that like makes me not want to do it is just how long it takes. Yeah. You know, like that one that one realized that you the other day was a guy cutting an onion and he looks up and he goes, Oh no, oh no, I'm losing interest in what I'm doing. <laughs> That's the bad part for me. Like if it takes 30 minutes or less, I'm fine. If it yeah. takes like two hours, you're gonna end up with a half bill. You know, this is interesting. Find this very similar to my general aversion to watching um, TV and movies that other people have recommended to me. That is not something that I myself have decided I'm interested in. It just seems like too much of a commitment. And I'm like, I'm probably not even going to like it. So I'm not even going to try. But <laughs> what a waste. Tim has devised a way to trick me into watching a new TV show, which is uh, multifaceted part one is he watches one to two episodes independently and then assesses if he thinks it will be a good fit for me and then i only have to watch 10 minutes of it and if i don't want to watch anymore after 10 minutes i get an automatic out 10 minute test but if i'm enjoying it then we keep watching it and then i've chosen to keep <laughs> being married to me is a real treat oh i see yeah like you had the autonomy it would be overwhelming would be if watching. it was like you really need to watch this show. There's five seasons of it. No. No. I'm not going to do that. But if I only have to watch 10 minutes of it, and then I can decide to do the rest, that's okay. Then you're good. If you told me See, okay, so three I had steps like... of the furniture, I could do that. And then you'd be like, well, I'm here now. No, say I'd be like, I'm moving into I'd it. be into it. Or I might be like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. I'm done. Oh, right. I finished it. You can have the next seven. Yeah. So speaking of television, I don't watch a lot on my own. However, a while ago, which anyway, you'll know it was a while ago. I watched the first season of Working Moms. Oh, yeah. And then it might have been you, but I'm pretty sure it was Crystal gave me a massive spoiler alert for like oh. later in the season. But whomever it was convinced me that it actually was not. That I had missed it at the end, like the finale of the first season. And so I went back and I was like, how did I miss that last episode? I went back yesterday because I was like, I need like just some easy TV to watch. And I watched the final episode of the first season. I 100% had seen that whole episode already. And the spoiler alert did not happen in the episode. And I want those 23 minutes back. And I'm mad because I already knew all that stuff had happened. I was like, how did I miss this big spoiler? What a waste of your anyway, time. Anyway, now I'm involved. Have you seen all of it? Working Moms? Working Moms. I think so. I yeah. might have missed some of the most recent season. I feel like maybe that would be like a good thing for us to watch together. Oh, I agree. You know, there's a new, new season that like just came out this week. Yeah, there's the seven last season. It's the last season. Or is this eight? I don't know what On it is. Netflix? But it, it's been out in Canada for a while and it just dropped oh, okay. on Netflix so like probably... this week. Yeah. Yeah, so there's seven. So that must be why I got 
got by the advertisement. Yes, there was a new that's season. why Netflix wants you to keep watching it because there's no okay. new shows to watch. All right, so seven seasons that I've got to get through of Working Moms, but I, I remember really enjoying the first one. So yeah, we'll get through it. All right, so things you should not hire us for. Um, number one for me, sort of business related, is making phone calls. You're so bad at making my phone calls. entire life. I have had major telephone anxiety. You know what? Actually, this is not true. I think I created it as a problem for myself in like the sixth grade when my friend and I would like kind of call like the guy the guys that we thought were cute. Oh, like we'd like try and find them in the phone book. Oh my god! And I think what happened is that went wrong too many times for everyone under um 25 a phone book is what we used before google it was a giant book that showed up on your doorstep where you could look up the phone number of anyone whose name you knew that had not chosen to not be included in the phone book yeah so Which, you like, had to also you know out of that? like your crush's parents name because you exactly. had to know like this the dad's name yeah so several times, like, I remember there being like, oh, honey, this is his grandmother, you know? <laughs> I absolutely may have done this to myself. That being said, here I am. Like, there was a time I was a senior in high school, and I had written out exactly what I was going to say. This is also, this is also going to age me, but... I was written out exactly what I was going to say for like a senior project. We needed to find an internship. And I was so nervous to call these people. And I even actually had a referral. Like I knew someone who knew them and it should have been really easy to be like, hey, yeah, you know, Carla said I should call you. And I wrote this thing out. I was sweating bullets. I picked up my landline, called these people. They didn't answer left oh, a best. message and in the middle answer. of me leaving the message my mother picked up the phone and just started <laughs> dialing <laughs> and so i just i just hung up i just hung up. <laughs> did you get the internship i did no but it was okay. not through those people See? it was like through somebody else so okay Oh, so you it worked out fine, but internship. I'm t- you got a different internship. No, I did. I did get that internship. They ended oh. up not being the people that like I actually needed to talk. Oh, to. Oh, that so was Matthew's it. grandma. That was Matthew's grandma that I had to find. Okay. I see. Okay. I mean, my heart is beating right now just talking about this situation. You do have really bad phone anxiety, and I. That uh, I think we talked on the podcast before about the first time I ever called you, and when you were not expecting a phone call from me, and you. Texted me and you were like, phone calls are for emergency. <laughs> Which is interesting because you, you do dying? call me unprompted and that's okay, but I can't call you without a warning. If I'm FaceTiming you, it's because I want to talk to your kids. Mm-mm. If I'm calling you, it's because I'm in the car. Mm. Okay. All right. Fair. But I, used to have I don't want to set the rules. So fine. I understand. That's my experience of the situation. <laughs> I must text you to confirm that it's okay for me to call you. Otherwise, you're just definitely it's my fine. answer. I assume it's an emergency if you're calling. Oh, yeah. No, no. Which it's is fine. Usually not an emergency. Sometimes I'm just walking like to the train and I need to tell you something. Right. 
I I get it. I yeah. get it. I understand it now that I'm leaving my house more often than I used to. Mm, that yeah, like that it's sense. not as easy to just like text. I'm not gonna text and drive. So no. Yeah, that's good. Text and drive. You won't survive. Um, I used to have phone anxiety, and I think that my parents noticed that I had phone anxiety and really forced it out of me. Really broke me of it. Mm-hmm. Like made me be the one to call and order pizza. Mm-hmm. Like made well, me no call my no grandparents call the doctor call whatever what is interesting because i feel like my brothers still don't do this <laughs> still felt like calling and making their own doctor's appointments but but i got over it tim doesn't like talking on the phone either i i we got to make a phone call i'm used, almost always the one making the call it's okay because mm-hmm. he builds the furniture never... so balancing everything see see yes this is the exact swap that mike and i make that's great he always asks me, like, what do you think is going to happen? Domino's is going to say they're out of pepperoni? Yes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. What then? What if I don't know what to say? What? And what does everyone want if they don't? Oh, if can't have, like, I didn't ask about the next three toppings if the pepperoni was out. Like, I just. No, I would say, I'm sorry. And I would hang up and I would add it to the list of terrible things that have happened to me on the phone <laughs> never call dominoes again continue to never call yeah all right so anyway yeah, if you need a phone call made lauren so, like if you call. i can yeah. call for you, you though want, so if just... you need an sdr if you need an sdr i ain't it i would never i would rather do anything else mm-hmm. in this world than That's interesting because multiple times in my career i considered switching <laughs> being an sdr no no would you i mm-hmm. loved I just love talking to people. I loved retail. I love just being out there with with the world. Anyway, okay, so don't don't go, don't hire Laura to call anyone ever. But you can hire me. I will call some people for you. Um, I'll hire you. I we've already briefly touched on this, but I will. We should, it's worth rehashing. But the number one thing you should not hire me personally for is graphic design or anything related to graphic design. Anything that requires a visual why do you eye. Think, um, why do you think it's bad? I, I, I have thought about this. I'm, I don't have great spatial reasoning in general. Uh, and I am not a great like visual processor. Which I think is also part of why I don't read a lot of books. Do but you? I, are you good at direction? No, you're bad at directions. Like driving directions? Yeah, or like walking. Like, do you know like where you came I don't, from, where no, you went? No, you don't I don't have just at. like innate um, sense of direction. No, no. I'm fine with directions because I always have my phone. But like I yeah. I did an internship in London in 2012 and I did like my phone didn't work or whatever. It was like one of those in-between periods of time where like I was very used to having a smartphone but it wasn't really easy to just make your smartphone work when you were out of America in London yeah yeah so they were like oh it's okay you just get this book it's called A to Z London and it's all maps and whatever and I was like okay so I had this book and I was like this is not gonna work (laughs) this ain't it you're like but where am I where am I If Big Ben is here and the Harry Potter platform is here and I don't know, 
And I'd been, I'd done an internship in New York already. And I was great at navigating New York because it's a grid. Everything's numbered. And I had my phone. So it was golden. Great at getting around New York. London, I was like, this isn't going to be an issue. It was a huge issue. I ended up taking my phone to some weird place and trying to get it jailbroken. And then it got like bricked. And then I had to ship it back to America. And then my dad had to buy me a new phone and whatever. I got the SIM card that I needed. My phone worked the rest of the time I was there and I did not get lost anymore. But no, facial reasoning, sense of direction, all of it. I just can't like, I can't look at something and know that it's not right. Or if I know it's not right, I have a hard time pinpointing why it's not right. What's that right? Yeah. Right. Like we've been doing all this merch stuff. Building things. Yeah, like, like you, you know, know like oh, I need to build something. Like you're like, I'm not that interested in this, and so like, <laughs> it. I put the name on it. It's good. It's good. I I did it. Like we've been, you and I have been working on the merch for Emmy, and you know, like we looked at the stuff that we had, and I was like, this isn't really what I was expecting, but I don't really know why, and I guess it's just fine. And you're like, no, it's because all the text is too low. It needs to go higher up. Look at a different sweatshirt. Where does the text align with the sleeves? Cool. That makes sense. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) The like colors. Yeah. And I like, I've been like sitting on it because it's just not, something's not right. And you're like, send it. It's fine. Please just pick (laughs) two to three that you are okay with. And let's stop talking about this. We're close. We're so close. So you might not want to hire me to do your gear fulfillment. We might need to hire someone else for that. Hire the thing someone is, else. We hire did me hire someone else. We just need to hire an additional someone else to me. manage the gear fulfillment person. Mm-hmm. Emily's doing it right now, though, and she has poked my little tuchus. Mm-hmm further along in the process good not physically she's in london i'm in cleveland yeah but you can still all right is there anything else you'd like to say about not hiring you for graphic design just don't do it i would love to do anything you wanted because i have a hard time saying no but i won't do a bad job so no yeah no graphics sydney did say in a previous podcast episode that if there is some kind of graphic that she needs to be completed that she just does it knows that I won't like it and then I'll be like so scared it's gonna be okay. in production that I fix it immediately. <laughs> Go fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to be clear. I it's not that I'm doing it poorly on purpose. Because I feel like that would be really manipulative if I like just half asked it so that you would pay attention to it. Like I, there's a small part of me that thinks like maybe this is it. Like maybe I got it. <laughs> maybe this will be okay. It's, it's you know it's not like I think all all you really need is like a blog post on like the five things to do. Maybe if I had some like, like very specific like, instruction, like a template, so, you know, like two fonts, not seven. Like you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's a helpful tip. I never knew that. Two fonts, okay. <laughs> two two fonts, <laughs> and like one serif, one sans serif, maybe. Your favorite is like help. multiple. Multiple serifs at one time. It's they're all okay, so do that. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm like now it's better. You know, uh, or that one time that I was like, why did you post 
thread on Instagram. And you're like, it's pink. And I was pink. like, no, it's red. It's red. And you're like, 100%, it's pink. Look at it. I was uh, like, it's the same color as the notifications. It's red. Unfortunately, this is one of those moments that I wish Tim did not listen to our podcast, but he will because he's going to. Why? He's going to be like, yeah, yes, Laura. Yeah. Tim and I argue all the time about what is blue and what is green and what is blue and what is purple. And this wall behind me, he says, is red. It is pink. That is pink. Oh, I disagree with you both. That is light red. It's like the terracotta color, right? Yes, it's terracotta pink. Yeah, it's like red, orange, and pink in a bucket. I call it light red, but it is pink with a little it bit is, of red. It is pink. And orange. It is. It is. But, you know, it's All distressing right. well, because I we have small color. children that have to learn their colors. And I don't feel like they're getting consistent. You guys can't get it right. Can't get it right. Yeah, it's problematic. All right, something you should not hire me for. <clears throat> We've touched on this a little bit. Bro. Sports. Well. Playing Very or watching bad. or knowing about sports or anything? Playing. So, no. I okay. mean, I grew up in Cleveland. We still live here. We are a sports town, which is incredibly unfortunate because our teams are awful. That's you know sad. what? It, you grow up with a certain, like, I grew up with the ex expectation, this is not a joke, that any team I'm on or play for or I'm rooting for is going to lose. Oh, like, the default sad. is that you will be losing. And so then when you win, it's like exciting wow. because our teams have just lost. Just yes. always, always, always lose. Um, it's like I'm from so, Charlotte. I grew up as a Panthers fan. Panthers, Hornets. It just, it's not good. It's always bad. Yeah. So everyone loves football. I like football. My husband is obsessed with basketball. I like basketball. My favorite is baseball, and that is, like, very nostalgic for me growing up, summertime, you know. Anyway, uh, we have a new team name, the Guardians instead of the Indians, which was a great move. I'm very proud of that move, and I'm looking for other, forward to other teams making that move. However, playing sports, I'm so bad. Same. And I did for a long time. Like, in grade school, I played basketball for, like, five years and then when it, i i did go to a catholic grade school so they're like small teams and there wasn't like tryouts it's like when i had a tryout for freshman basketball and didn't make the team i was like what do you mean i'm a starter well like yeah lord there were only six people on the team like <laughs> but, you know did you get a jacket girl i did not make the team oh i didn't make it you said there were only six people so you yeah, in grade school, but then when it came to high school, they were like, you're oh. terrible. <laughs> so, like, <clears throat> when I played, here's a few few stories. Eighth grade softball team, I played right field, which already is an indicator of how bad I am. Yeah. I threw the ball. I, a ball got hit to me, and I tried to throw it home to get someone out, and I threw it into the dugout and hit a girl. From the other team. <laughs> yes. Like it like hit her chest slash stomach and just rolled to the ground. Was she okay? She was fine. It was like, you know, slow pitch softball. And I had just like threw it. But you 
lobbed it from right field into the dugout and it made direct contact with her chest. You know what? Why didn't she move? She wasn't paying attention either. (laughs) Because she was in the dugout. She was the only person sitting on the bench. Wow. And boom. So that sucked. Felt real bad. Uh, When I was a sophomore in high school during gym class, um, I hit our student teacher in the head with a golf club. And he needed to go to the hospital. Oh, my God. I, for the record, think Did this you is one of his fault. Or was he standing behind you? Oh, he was standing behind me. Okay. Well. And then he, so he was standing behind me. And I guess like when I pulled back, I almost hit him. And so then he moved forward. And so when I actually swung, it clocked him. But like, I was That's like, isn't this a, he's like, reasoning issues on his part. I, yeah. I go, why, why were you standing there? He's like, I didn't think you were going to actually swing. I was like, you're teaching me how to swing. Cool. What are you that was his mean. fault. That was his fault. But that's more sports trauma. Agree. But still, trauma. Right. Yeah. And then lastly, this is not trauma, but I also ran track throughout high school. First of all, I wanted to join something because, you know, I did not make the basketball team. And I was like, running. Okay. Anybody can run. So false, first of all. False, yes. Um. So I knew nothing about track. And I went to sign up. And they're like, okay, what do you run? And I was like, hmm. Uh, whatever the shortest distance is, that's what I run. That was the wrong answer. Wrong answer. For everyone out there, if anyone ever asks you, you tell them the long you are a long distance runner. You can run nice and slow. But you run, you can run one mile. You tell them the mile is your event mm-hmm. and you do not stray from this. Mm-hmm. Listen. The sprints. If you are a sprint runner, sure, your, your race is short. Your practicing is hell. They are just having you run 100, 200, 300, 400, 400, 300, 200. I was dying. I For one full year, I thought I was going to have a heart attack right then and there. And then I go, you know what? I'm going to try long distance. Because what I see are all, all these mother truckers jogging. Light yog, light yog, skipping <laughs> even. I'm gonna do that. Oh, I'm gonna join yog. that team where they are leaping for 45 to minutes to an hour. They just go for a couple. They just just love life. They move really like a gazelle. So I did this. I joined cross country, joined, and then I ran the mile and two mile in track for three years. So pretty impressive last place every time last place okay. every time i mean even the people who are like obviously out of shape i just lost i just lost too and i did two years in a row get a trophy oh or award one of them was called the coaches award i think <laughs> that was for being a kind. good sport <laughs> yeah and the other one i think was like most improved Okay, so I have a very similar relationship with sports. Um, my mom is a huge athlete. Her whole life has been a huge athlete. To this day, she's like in her 50s and plays tennis and golf basically every day. She played softball from the time she was a child until I was in college. Like, 
Then she played flag football. Like she just, she always has a sport. She's super athletic. It's great. She loves it. She's super competitive. Wonderful. But she, really, I mean, I really would like to, I would like to be this way. Yeah. If I could change one thing about myself. I think it'd yeah, be like, I agree. I am good at sports and I like it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It meant though that she like thought that we would like sports, which is a reasonable assumption. This is like something she's very passionate about. So I played t-ball and softball every year until I was like 10 and I hated it and was terrible at it then I switched did you like hate going to the games like you just all like, of did it re- re- all like, of it yeah I like I I think I couldn't really articulate what I hated so much about it so what I told her was I hated wearing the baseball paint and so she became the coach so that we could all wear shorts and guess what? I still hated it, but I was Ooh, cooler. Was it wasn't the pants, <laughs> yeah. as it turned out. It was just the sport. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was always in right field. I was just like out there picking daisies. It was a good day if I made any amount of contact with the ball at all. Um, but my mom was super competitive. So she's like, I don't know. It was hard. It was not not a great situation. Were your brothers then, good at sports at all? No. Zero, oh, zero, zero sports players. Oh, for three. Sorry, mom. The, the dad genes came in strong on that one. Uh, I switched to playing basketball when I was in middle school because our church had a basketball league that was like less about oh. basketball mm-hmm. and more about fellowship, friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was like not so competitive. Um, and that was that was okay, but I did. It was the kind of thing where it was like, we make sure everyone makes a goal during the game. So it's like, Sydney a still has it. Or a basket. Honey. Sydney still hasn't made a basket and we're in the fourth quarter. So like everyone just pass her the ball every time until she gets every- one in. <laughs> the other team will sit down. Yes. Until you make it. <laughs> and we got to shift free throws. Like everyone's going to make a basket. It was really. Anyway, I did get a trophy. But it was the, it was an award for having the best attitude. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Like subtext being in spite of being so bad at the game, still you really still showed up. enthusiastic and kind. Good, good team player. <laughs> um, then I tried to play volleyball. And, you know, like every time my mom's like so excited to like have a sport for me so she went all in she like sent me to volleyball camp for the summer at the local college or it was like the volleyball team at the college was doing the camp and it was very bad um at the end of the camp they were having me um donkey kicks because I had accrued a certain number of like penalties for not doing what they were telling me to do. And I didn't really understand that like, I wasn't I'm doing trying. it. Yeah. They, yeah. they said I, that I, every time I would like try to hit the ball, I was jumping. And I, I didn't know how to not do that. So they were like, every time you jump, it's going to be 10 more donkey kicks. And so like my mom comes to pick me up and I'm there doing my like 60 donkey kicks at the end of the day. You're like, I'm mom, I'm sorry to say that you paid for me to go to donkey kick camp. And then they give her the flyer that's like, um, here's how much it costs to join the travel team. And she's like, I don't think probably no. Then I tried so out they hire donkey? I tried out for the seventh grade um volleyball team and I 
did not make the team. And that was pretty much the end of my sports career from there. I went on to redirect my focus into like student council and I was just gonna say please tell me you were like student council president because this trip is so hard yeah I well when I was after that I went into um I did the morning announcements it was like a video a live video stream morning announcements that we produced every morning in the library that was excellent excellent fit for me um it was about like transcribing notes into a word document I learned how to use a mixer board I like sat at a desk we had polos that we had to wear. We did the weather. There was a green screen. It was like a very sophisticated. This was like your dream, right? It was absolutely my dream. It was ideal. And then I went to high school and I did broadcasting there too. They ended up having to create an extra broadcasting class that I was the only student of because I had finished all the broadcasting classes and I had not yet completed high school. Um, and then I did, you know, like yearbook and student council, whatever. No sports. Yeah. It was never an issue. I've done ninth grade gym, no more physical activity from there. To this day, frankly, I don't work out. I don't run. I don't go to the gym. I lead an active life with two young children in New York City. And that's enough for You're me. sweating all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time my heart rate is increasing. <laughs> all right. So anyway. You know, sports. one of the things I was going to say not to hire me for, I, it didn't make the list, but now that you're talking about it, I, uh, there was an in-house project at my first job that we were working on where we needed like a voiceover. And so we were just going to like try to do it ourselves. Hmm. And my coworker and I did it. I could not get the words out of my mouth. Like I could not, I could not read the script. And now as I'm thinking about it, I shouldn't have said this because I'm kind of stressing about the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. You're overthinking. About whether or not I'm going to be able to pronounce them okay. I mean, I think I tried 10 times and like oh. was like, all right, Lauren, you got this. And then I just like, no, could not pronounce anything. So I was like, you know what? Not for me. That's I thought maybe I could do it. I can't. No I'm good at other things. You do this podcast. It's time. You recorded the intro. That's what how I'm many, saying. How many tries did it take you to record the intro to this podcast? One. Wow. One try. You just didn't overthink it. You know what? Maybe there were some words in that script that... We're not free. I didn't want to be saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta write your own script and then you can do it. And I think that's a good metaphor for just you in general. <laughs> if you're, you're right. If you're writing the script, it's going to go great. <laughs> Someone has handed you the script. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. You know, they're going to put something in there that I'm not good at. It's just what it's going to happen. Because, yeah. you know, it's like. I can't do sport. I can't do phone calls. And usually someone's going to ask me to do one of those two things in the span yeah. of the first week together. Well, um, like if we're at the only phone calls I need you to take ahead. are mine, I'll make all the other phone calls and uh, we will never create an Emmy collective softball team. Or like if we have an offsite, be like, okay, everyone, the main event today is going to be uh, tug of war. No, well, my team. I oh my already God. know my team's gonna <laughs> lose. See the other the other issue with me in sports is that I am very competitive, but I don't have the like skill level to be good at sports. So it, I mostly end up either like completely checked out and disinterested as a defensive mechanism, or just mad, super mad. When I was in college, Tim and I had were had I think we had just recently started dating, and there was some event on campus that was like 
some sort of combination of like a tug of war, flag football, slip and slide kind of thing. It's just like the stupid shit that only happens in college. Extremely dangerous. It should not have happened. But someone tackled me and was like on top of me and I could not get out. And then they started tickling me. And I do not do tickles. Like I, I think I have some tickle trauma. Like I do not like to be tickled. So I bit them. And yeah, of com- course you did. Of course I did. What's the other option? What else was I was completely pinned down and they were tickling me and arm was right in my face. So I bit it and it caught them by surprise, which was great because they got right off of me and then I scurried away and they were like, hey, girl, hey. They're like, you pinned me down and tickled me. Uh, Tim came up to me later and was like, did you, defense. did you fight the girl? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> However, it's like, it's it self-defense. It's fine. I stand by the decision to bite that girl. Okay. Um, <laughs> Something you should not hire me for, which I have a feeling that maybe you will relate to, is housekeeping. See, I just like, um, I think it's, it goes along with the graphic design and the sports, like, lack of spatial awareness. And I just, like, don't notice things your, that are dirty. Your home is incredibly organized, maybe because you have to be in an apartment. Like, yeah. like I was, I was not impressed by the, I mean. I was imp- like, your home was very tidy, but I was like, wow, like it is really well organized. When I appreciate I that. Um, I yeah. would say that, like, look at all she can do, I guess is what I was thinking. Tim is like the primary space. driver behind keeping our home tidy uh, because it causes him a great deal of anxiety when mm-hmm. things are not tidy. Also, I mean, frankly, he's the only one that does any significant cleaning. He mops the floors and I vacuum on occasion, but he does all the wiping and the scrubbing and the dishes and everything. I do the laundry. I do the meal um, planning and grocery shopping. And I make sure we always have all the stuff, you know, like we're out of trash bags. We need laundry detergent. We need dishwasher liquid. The kids need new shoes. Like all of that I manage. So I just want to be clear that it's not that I'm a delinquent in this household. I do plenty to contribute. But the cleaning is not not it we used to have a cleaning lady and she did um i'm not gonna say that she fired us but it was more like she quiet quit because because she's like i'm just gonna not do this this and this and then i'm going to charge you more exactly yes she sent me a very long text that was like by the way i i am not going to be providing the following services anymore and i am raising my rates and i was like "Mm -hmm." most of i mean we had been working with her for a long time since before we had kids and it seemed like she was not so interested in the the kid related cleaning of like the high chairs and stuff like that I, yeah i remember you told me that i was like so specific like i no longer clean high chairs yeah like, very specific thing to be like mm, you know i mean listen the high chairs do get disgusting and if i was better about like giving them a very thorough wipe down on a daily basis right away then, yes, yes then it would not be quite so disgusting then, like the blueberries wouldn't it be like really on there forever really ch- chiseled in there but 
So I understand. And you know what? It's absolutely her right. Draw a boundary like that. And I drew a boundary too, which was, I think that perhaps it is time to go our separate ways. Um, so anyway, the house housekeeping, house cleaning is not really my thing. I can get into a place to do some organization on occasion. But the I mean, I love a clean house, right? Yeah, I, I love being in a clean house. But doing it, it's not really for me. Yeah, we outsource entirely. Yeah. So I hear you. It's the move. It's so expensive in New York. So Tim does. We do have a nanny, a part-time nanny, and she's amazing. And she does fold all the kids' laundry. With- does she wash the high chair? She does. Yeah, she <laughs> she comes home and gives the kids a snack. And then she wipes down their high chairs. We have her full-time in the summer. And she did say something the other day about that she was looking forward to being full-time and then made reference to some other thing that she was going to start cleaning when she did that. I was like, excellent. Yes, she was ma'am. like, this whole thing can go on the washing machine, right? I was like, yes. A plus. <laughs> You're like, ah, for some reason, I can't get it. Yeah, I was like, is this you telling me that I need to put that in the washing machine? <laughs> because I, I'm i not going to. I might, Maybe I will. But yeah, it's hard. Mm. I did have to start mm. doing a load of laundry every single day. Otherwise, the laundry piles up instantly and then it's way too much and I just get overwhelmed and I continue to ignore it I like doing laundry I don't do it now because we have somebody that's doing it but it is the one like chore that really find cathartic folding. but it is but you don't like, fold. of course the total no I do fold oh. it's the total cliche everything is folded I just can't get myself to put it away put it in the way in the drawers yeah yeah so I will like then put it all folded back in the laundry, laundry basket oh my god this is the biggest pet peeve of mine when, it's, when it's t- there when Tim puts the folded stacks of laundry back in the laundry basket yeah. I'm like I rage because it immediately gets unfolded and it's like I did not do anything at all now it's just a big pile of unfolded clothes in the laundry basket well, and what's really started. funny what's is really funny is like sometimes I would do my folding like on the first floor and then I have to put in the basket so that I could carry it upstairs but you don't really have that no. situation. No. It's like, like your laundry is next to immediate vicinity the of that. But it also like, means that like I, I have to take the laundry somewhere to fold it because the laundry room is not a room, it is a closet. Uh so I fold it on my bed, but then I get like trapped inside my bed surrounded by piles of laundry. Yeah. You know, I read a book as a kid that was like, first step to cleaning your room. Make your bed, put everything that's on the floor. On your bed. Interesting. They totally, totally, like, did not know how much stuff, number one, I had on my floor. And number two, my capacity to just still sleep in my bed with all of that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I absolutely did this as a kid also. Just, like, just make enough space. Yeah. For yeah, I bed. made my bed. Like, the bed is clean. It just got some stuff on it. And then you wake up and everything's back on the floor. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so fun time sharing a couple of things that you should not hire us for. We would be remiss to say things that you, to not say things that you should hire us for. Mm, So true. So do you want, I don't feel like we very rarely talk about Emmy, but do you want to give like a 45 second overview? I would love to. Um, Go. Are we talking about things that you should hire in your elevator pitch? I know, right? Uh, Specifically you and me for or Emmy Collective for? We could do both. 
Yeah. I told... Go ahead. Emmy Collective is a network of freelancers. Everyone, all of our consultants are freelancers, but it makes it easier to work with a freelancer and easier for a freelancer to do the work that they do. Uh, Your relationship when you work with us is with us as an entire group. So while you'll have a primary consultant, that's the person that you talk to day to day, if they run into a problem that they don't know how to solve, or you have a need for a different system that they're not a specialist in, or God forbid they want to go on vacation, you're never without support. You can tap into anyone in the collective at any time. We have, obviously, Mark, Lauren and I are Marketo people. We've been Marketo people for a long time, so we have quite a few Marketo consultants as well, just people that we know and have worked with for a long time. But we have a surprising number of HubSpot people. We have awesome Salesforce people. Uh, we have people with some like very specific, specialized skills. We have someone who is a migration specialist. This is what she does. She loves coming in to do a migration, knock it right out. We have graphic design. We have content marketing. We have writing. We have, uh, what else, Lauren? What am I forgetting? Web development. Email template development. Anything that's like we've said before, MOPs or MOPs adjacent. MOPs and MOPs adjacent. Or sales ops MOPs, and sales ops, ops adjacent. Sales ops, sales ops adjacent. I think the thing that's been most surprising for me is we just talked about this the other day that we were like, oh, we didn't know we were starting a HubSpot agency. I know. <laughs> there's so much HubSpot Like that's been there. really surprising. And so I many think HubSpot there's consultants. More, I think there's more to talk about there. We should find someone who wants to talk about HubSpot. Yeah. Maybe someone from HubSpot. HubSpot's great. And then secondarily, I did, you know, I, I had this vision for Emmy for like supporting freelancers and especially because I knew there were so many good ones out there already. Um, but I think one of the most fun things has been when we've created like fractional teams, Mm -hmm. like we still in some cases operate like a traditional agency a little bit, but with like bringing on the freelancers that are like the absolute best fits. Like we have one client where we have five ish people. Someone supporting campaign ops, someone very technical. Sydney's on the account. Then we brought in a technical project manager. Um, and it's just really cool to see these like small teams support each other, support the client, and not like get burned out like at a typical. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, you get a life. lot of the benefits that you always have being a freelancer. Like you still get maximum flexibility, you're still setting your own hours, you still have like right of refusal on anything you know it's not like when you're at a, tip, a you're traditional agency yeah, yeah it's like here's your new client have a nice life uh here it's like hey are you interested in this client like this is a situation this is how long it is how many hours it is you can say no it's okay to say no it's just like not your bag that's okay um mm-hmm. but you get a lot of the benefits of being on being in an agency, like you have the support, you have people to talk to, people to bounce ideas off of, and yeah, I'm working on. And the, we do all the PP work. And we do all the PP work. That's the biggest thing is you're not doing any work that you are not getting paid for by the hour. <laughs> all of the contracting and chasing down someone's net forty five payment terms and their AP is based in Israel and all that. That's us. That's mostly Juanita. Juanita is our bookkeeper. Um, she's Angel, angel from heaven we love her so much Juanita is the best if you are a small business and you need help with bookkeeping let us know we will send you a copy of Anne Handley's latest book and Juanita's contact yes, information Juanita's contact information absolutely 
Um, okay, so what's the what's like one or two things that you are like, yeah, I'm really good at this. I like my sweet spot is Marketo with Salesforce for like a three to six hundred person company, I would say. It's like what I've done the most of. Could do it in my sleep. I love it. Almost no problems you could come to me with that I would not have already solved before in several different ways. Just I love it. That's that's it for me. I love doing a life cycle. I love doing nurture stuff. I love um explaining to people why their ideas are bad. <laughs> Well, I feel like the one thing that's like I've several times said is like the saddest. So I love doing nurtures. I love engagement programs. Marketo specifically. Nurture is not in, as fun in other systems because mm -hmm. it can get much more complex. Although it's still pretty complex in Marketo. Um, but like the sad thing is, and I don't know if you've ever thought this or felt this say, but sometimes I'm like, I can't believe these are the words that just came out of my, out of my mouth. Or if like a, a consultant has a question or a client has a question. And I'm like, I remember there was one time, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was in the car on the phone and they were asking me about something. And I was like, all right, so go into the program. And then like on the left side, uh, top side, click on this tab and scroll down like halfway through the page. And there should be like a red mark on the right. And I'm like, this is all this is just in my brain. Memory? Yeah. <laughs> and this is sad. That's what I'm saying. This I could just really sad. I could do it in my sleep. A lead scoring yeah. model. Hell yeah. Yeah. The all the stuff that you want to do to expose marketing activity to sales. I'm on it. You know what I love? I love data cleanup. You should hire me for that. Oh, I love it. So satisfying. Country reconciliation and normalization on it. Mm -hmm. You know, what? I've done GDPR in Castle 20 times. I would say oh, you should yeah. hire me Easily. for that. I yeah. don't like doing that. It's okay. But I have done it so GDPR many times. In Castle. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, like if you have still not become GDPR compliant in the year of our Lord, 2023, five years after GDPR went into effect, you are not alone. There's plenty, apparently plenty of you out there. So call me. I can, call I can help you. Um, email me. Don't call me. Don't call Lauren, but you can call me and uh, make sure you have your legal team ready because I'm not going to hope right. I'm not going to make the decisions for you, but I will implement whatever they said to do. I have a long list of decisions that um, other people have made that I can present to you. Mm -hmm. And it will say all over it that I am not. This a lawyer, is not legal this advice. This is what I have seen. Yes. And you, then and surprisingly, many times people say, that looks good. Or the opposite, which is our legal team said, we don't have to do any of this. Okay. You know, those okay. are the people that still are not GDPR compliant are the ones who, in 2018, their legal team was like, eh, I don't think this is going to be a big deal. We don't need to deal with this. And then now, five years later, they're like, oh, well, actually, we started selling into EMEA last year. And now 30% of our contact database is in Europe. And we probably and do what? Are, so yes. No. No. How does that work? Well, all right. Um, um, anything that someone should personally hire you for? Not related to me. If you need a lake house in Port Clinton. Oh, 
That's the only thing, I think. That's it. If you um, want you would to like buy to... the final things that are on my Poshmark page, I would like to clear that out. I was going to say, if you would like to buy it's some really hiring, but it is purchasing. Um, Little Sleepies, Kite Baby, Minnie Bowden, or Hannah Anderson kids' clothes, uh, just hit me up. I got a file of those. Um, if you need someone to... Do your meal planning. I will not do it for you, but I'll tell you the 10 things that I have on rotation. <laughs> if you need recommendations for new snacks at Trader Joe's, definitely mm, hire me one. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to be hired for much more than that. Oh, if you, you know what's a good one? If you need tips to traveling to Disney World, I've got them all. Oh, yeah. Just Lauren's a good Disney adult. If sends- you need things to do on your trip to new york city do not call me you should google that because the things that i do in new york city are go to daycare go to the playground and go to the diner and that's probably not what you had in mind you know what though sydney i'm coming to new york with my family in july and you will be creating an agenda as oh, if excellent excellent as if you were a tourist. Like, we are going to tour the shit out of I will New York send City you some high-quality Instagram account that will tell you the things. But you're, gonna, but you're coming, too, is my point. Oh, okay. You're oh, in. Sure. Your family's in. Tim's yeah, in. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. And then we'll have the kids on the podcast, and they can tell a pretty funny business trip story about what we did. Um, actually sounds your kind of kids funny. are probably going to be better at that than my kids since you were. No, I think Chance and Pippa, Pippa could be like, remember those chocolate chip cakes? <laughs> I would say, Chance, did you have fun on, on the trip with Pippa? He'd say, um, good. I'd say, what was your favorite part? I'd say, um, playing. Very descriptive. Yeah, Love that's this. pretty much it. It's a little bit of a takes a minute to warm up. We need to get a bit of warm up a little bit. All right. Well, that's it. Good All luck right. out there, little podcast. Bye. Like and subscribe, share, tell everyone.